0: Hey, thanks so much for joining us at our Red Rocks Church podcast. If you're new here, we're just a bunch of broken, messed up, imperfect people pursuing a perfect God. We hope that this message encourages your heart, builds your faith, so that you can say yes to all of the plans and the purposes of God for your life. Enjoy this message. Make some noise if you're happy to be in church today. Lakewood Campus, let me hear you make some noise. Arvada Campus, get rowdy. Park Meadows, Littleton, Colorado. Brussels, Belgium, we love you. Austin, we love you. And hey, the best three campuses on the planet. God Behind Bars, men and women, we love you so much. Welcome to Red Rocks Church. No matter what you've been through in your life no matter where you're at today you are welcome in this house in fact i'm about to record a rap to that right now with this beat no i'm not really i'm not really hey we're so glad you're here we can't wait for today at church so if you're at a location you can have a seat if you're at home man we're so glad you're here in your kitchen in your bedroom, in your living room, on a hike, a bike, a trail, your office, your car, thank you for joining us. We love you so much. Welcome to Red Rocks Church. How about this band? All right. All right. Hey, I need to share something real quick with you. You got to take down the vibe for just a sec. Hey, so when I introduce the man I'm about to introduce, I usually don't clap yet. I usually say, Uncle Jimmy, because he's he's Uncle Jimmy but I want you to know that he is more than just a friend more than just my brother more than just Uncle Jimmy to this church. We've put in we've been putting some changes into our church structure things to to help us build a better foundation because we believe as a church family, we are just getting started. And where where we're headed and and the influence that God has given us, I believe it's it's never been greater and I still believe it's just getting started. We're gonna continue going crazy, taking big risks, having fun in the process, but we're gonna take ground for the kingdom of God, all right? To do that, we felt like we needed to shore up the foundation. A couple years ago, if this is your church, you know, I had to take some time off because of some anxiety stuff, and one of my pastors looked at me, and he said, it never should have gotten this bad. He said, part of the problem is your church governance. You should have had some pastors in your life that don't just work here at the church. You should have had some pastors outside of your church in an oversight role, knowing what's going on in your life before anything that ever happened. So we've put some changes in place, and As of a couple months ago, we now for the first time in the history of our church have an oversight board of elders, which is a group of pastors outside of Red Rocks Church. And they they are our spiritual covering. They take care of me as well and make sure I'm on point. And one of the pastors on our pastoral elder board is the one and only Uncle Jimmy Rollins. Come on up. You guys at every location, get up on your feet. Let's show some honor to Uncle Jimmy. What's up, Ken Rock, sir? How y'all
1: doing? Amen, 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 amen. Wow, 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 wow. Absolutely amazing to be here. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for all that God is doing. I'm excited that Sean tried to dance. (laughs) Oh, I got video. Come on, somebody. But I believe that God's going to do something amazing today if he's not already done it. What an amazing… Can we just give it up for the worship team here? and... And before we have our seats, can we give it up for your amazing pastors? Come on, come on, pastors, Sean and Jill, and I'm just excited to be family. And to be home, and I love that fact that I get to come here and be home. Uh, we, we've been doing all kinds of stuff that I'd never do in my life, man. I'm, I've been fly fishing and, and razoring. I thought razoring was this. It's like driving up in the mountains, that has been absolutely amazing. And, uh, but I believe that God has something special for you today. Why don't you go ahead and have your seat? Come on, if you're at home, if you're watching online, I believe that God has something amazing for you today. I love this idea of yard sale. Right, and Many of us have been to a yard sale, or maybe we're wearing something right now from a yard sale. <laughs> but the idea of yard sale is someone is getting rid of something that they don't want. It's trash to them. It's, it's left over to them. And, they're, and what they're trying to do is really see if there's someone else will value what they gave up. And in this idea of yard sale, and I've been to many yard sales. I never really could find anything. I believe that there was a yard sale over 2,000 years ago. I believe that God didn't give up something that he really didn't want. He gave up his only begotten son. And that yard sale took place with us, and, and, and now peace is available to us, and joy is available to us. And guess what? It's not 25 cents. It's free. It's free for you. It's free for me. And today, I want to talk about something that, you know, that will satisfy us today. I want to talk from the idea of soul satisfaction. Can someone say that with me? Soul satisfaction. Get a little peace today. Come on, somebody. A little contentment today. Just, I believe that anxiety is going to have to go today. Well, why don't you turn your Bibles with me here to Matthew chapter 11, and we're going to start at verse 28 and 30. Then I'm going to go a little old school, a little, a, little, a little Old Testament Jeremiah, and it says this in in Matthew 11, and many of you might be familiar with you it, it, familiar with this, if you're not, it, it, it's a great scripture. It says, then Jesus says, he sends out an invitation. He's looking for an RSVP. And he says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I love that. That at this yard sale, he's not giving us relief for our situations. He's giving us rest for our souls. I want that. I want a little bit of peace. Come on, where's the peace line? I'll I'll take a little contentment. I'll take a little sleep. I'll take a little rest. Rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden, it will give you, the burden I give is light. Here's what I believe today, Red Rocks Church, that today you can trade in heavy and hard for easy and light. Today we're going to trade in heavy and hard for easy and light. And I love this passage of scripture in Jeremiah 6.16 because it kind of gives us, if you will, uh, uh, just a pattern or a blueprint of how to get this rest for our souls, this peace at this yard sale. And it says, this is what the Lord says, stop at the crossroads and look around Ask for the old godly ways and walk in it. Travel its paths and you will find rest for your souls. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you do something amazing in this place. Amazing today. Amazing as we watch online. Amazing wherever, whatever campus we're at. God, that you would speak to us. And God, we could transact with heaven at this kingdom yard sale and get a little peace today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said a good amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Let's go. Soul satisfaction. When I was growing up, uh, all of my friends, I grew up in this neighborhood where, you know, my my, my friends were well off. Like their families, that means that their families had much more money than we had. And, And I remember my friends driving these bikes. They were riding these bikes. These bikes looked so cool. They were. Mongoose. If that was a name, it was called a mongoose. Now, now you may be familiar with a mongoose today, and you can get a mongoose anywhere, but back in the day, a mongoose was expensive. That means it cost a lot of money. And I remember, man, I wanted a mongoose so bad, I didn't necessarily know what a mongoose could do. <laughs> I, I never I never really had proximity with a mongoose, but just because my friends had a mongoose, I wanted it. A mongoose. Come on, somebody. Them pegs on the back. I'm going to do a wheelie on a mongoose. And I remember asking my parents, I want to get a bike for Christmas, but I want this bike to be specific. I want this bike to be a mongoose. And I remember that night, you know, Christmas Eve, going to bed. I had that anticipation, I'm going to get me a mongoose. Come on, I've made a list and checked it twice. And I remember hearing my dad putting something together. He's putting this thing together, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get a mongoose. And I woke up the next morning with this anticipation, and I, and, I, and I looked, and right by the tree was a bicycle. The problem is it wasn't a mongoose. It was a fungoose. which simply means a fake mongoose. Man, I was so disappointed, not because the bike couldn't get me to point A to point B, not because the bike didn't have the same kind of pegs that were on the bike or, or, or didn't do what everybody else's bike did. The problem is it wasn't what everyone else had. My dad sacrificed to give me that bike. My dad put that bike together. My dad thought it was the perfect bike for me. So you know what I did? I asked my friends for some mongoose stickers. I dressed that sucker up, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. I put mongoose stickers everywhere. And just so, just so I had a little bit more power, I took a, 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 a baseball card and a clothespin. Come on, somebody. And I put that on the spokes and that. Brrr, come on, somebody. That thing sounded amazing. It sounded like a mongoose. It looked like a mongoose. The problem is, it wasn't a mongoose. I started thinking about that. And I think about what has our Heavenly Father given to us that's been perfect for us? But because it doesn't look like what someone else has, we start to dress it up. We start to pretend like it's not good enough. We start to pretend like this marriage doesn't work because it doesn't look like so-and-so's marriage. We start to you know not be content with the house that God's given us because because of Instagram and social media. Here's the question that I want to ask you Red Rocks. What would you do if you didn't know what anyone else was doing? What would you be content with if you didn't see what anyone else had? How happy would you be if we stopped looking at everyone else's highlight reel on social media and started accepting that our father gave us exactly what we need. Oh, that he knew the plans that he had for us far before we were ever born. Can I tell you that before your mom and dad gave you a name, God gave you a purpose. He gave you a destiny. (laughs) We dress it up. We dress our lives up with income. We dress our lives up with working out, and I'm all for working out. I'm telling you, I got an ab under here right now. Right now, it's just a keg. (laughs) But could it be that God's trying to bless us, but he can't find us because we are pretending to be someone we're not? It is impossible to keep up with who we pretend to be. And what I've come to discover in my own life is pretending has brought me anxiety. Pretending has brought me frustration. Pretending has brought me agitation. Pretending has me looking for love in the wrong places. It has me looking for approval in the wrong places. And what I've come to find out that when I don't receive man's approval, it brings me anxiety. My soul is not satisfied. Here's the question. What's going to satisfy you today? I beg to offer that it's not the relationship you think you want. It's not the job you think you want. I don't believe that our lives are not satisfied until our souls are first satisfied and secure. That God is in control. I've been on this journey. I've been in ministry since 1994, and I know what you're thinking—like, like you're 10. No, black doesn't crack. I get that. And if I'll celebrate 25 years in ministry this year, and and guess what? Come on, uh, yeah. Can I tell you that about 20 of those years? seeking the approval of people it is impossible to please god when we spend all of our time trying to please people my soul was not satisfied and in this passage of scripture here in jeremiah 6:16 6, the nation of israel is at a crossroads the people of god are about to be given over to their attackers Because of their ungodliness, they had the teachings of God, but ignored the path of God. And here, Jeremiah stands as a prophet, and he begins to warn them like, listen, y'all are about to get taken out by COVID-19. Y'all about to be taken out by the financial atmosphere of our country. He's warning them, and he says, listen, I have the exact remedy because the Babylons are coming to attack you. Now, you would think that the prophet would say, get ready and get your weapons. You would think that the prophet would say, get your guns ready. Come on, somebody. You think that the prophet would say, make sure you got enough money in the bank. But that wasn't the remedy for for, for a nation, an army that was about to be taken out. The remedy was rest. What? We're about to die and you're telling me to rest? (laughs) Nations are at stake. Generations are at stake. And you're talking about stop? It's time to go. But I've come to find out through this passage of Scripture. If the enemy can't break you down, he'll make you busy. he'll speed you up. If he can't make you sin, he'll make you strive. (laughs) Stop at the crossroads and look. Ask for the old godly ways and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. My soul? Not rest for my bank account? Not even rest for my heart. Not rest for my marriage. Man, I need my wife. She tripping. I need some rest right here. No, no, no. For yourselves. I've come to discover that it is impossible to hold on to spiritual health, physical health, or even emotional health without soul health. I want peace, man. Come on, I grew up in church, and and maybe you didn't grow up in church, but man, I'm telling you, we used to sing these songs like with this crazy name that I knew nothing about called Jehovah-Jireh. I was like, what's Jehovah and what's Jireh? And what that simply means is God is our provider. And I used to seek, man, God is our provider. Where is the nice car? God is our provider. Where is the big house with the white picket fence? Come on, somebody with the dog, you know, who you can take on the plane. (laughs) I found out in life that that soul rest wasn't provision it's not external it's actually peace it's internal soul what what, what is my my soul I've come to find out Come on, whether you're watching online, that we are not a, a body with a soul. We are a soul with a body. In fact, in, in Genesis 2 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Watch this now. And man became a living worker, and man became a living CEO. And man became a living pastor. And man became a living business person. No, man became a soul. You see, the word soul here in the Hebrew is the word "nephesh." I looked that up. Siri told me. It says when God breathed into man, he became a soul. Crazy thing about that is when God breathed into us, it wasn't the start or the beginning of an end. It, like when, when God gave you life, you didn't start dying. For my Benjamin Button fans, it's actually the opposite. When God breathed into us, he gave us life. We started living, not dying. So rest is supposed to make us live. Not start striving, not building up energy to do more, but building up awareness to be more. And man became a living soul. It's crazy to me that on man's very first day of life, the first thing he did was rest. What do you mean, rest? I just took a five, I just slammed the five hour energy, rest. I got a day off. Rest? I'm in between jobs. You want me to rest? No, it's hustle. I don't know about you, but like to me, when man became a human, it's time to hustle. It's time to get her done. It's time to win the day. Come on, Mark Batterson. No, when man became a living soul, the first thing he did was rest. He didn't go out and conquer. He didn't go out and dominate his first day. You know what he did on his first day? He chilled with his creator. Oh, my God. The very first day. Can you imagine? God, thank you for making me. Can I just spend time with you? Can we just sit here a while and chill? Can I get to know you? See Even those who have been in church your whole life, you have to be careful of this thought right here. Don't be so concerned with doing work for God that, at the sake of that, you neglect spending time with God. Rest. Why so downcast on my soul? I haven't rested. Why so frustrated? I haven't rested. I'm scrolling. I'm looking at everyone else's highlight reel, neglecting my reality reel at home. Yeah, I'm convicted, y'all. This is not a message just like I'm preaching. I'm I'm walking this out with you. It is so hard when everyone else is winning and everyone else is traveling around the world and everyone else is getting invitations just to rest. No, I got to grind. I got to post. It's time to post. God's like, no, 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 no. It's time to post up with me it's time to chill with me you know what i've discovered because so many of us because of what's on the outside because of the stickers that everyone else has because of the mongooses that everyone else has and the marriage that everyone else has you know what it's so we lose our identity we forget who god created us to be we forget what used to make us content You ever been watching a movie? Come on, married couples. You watching a movie, and you see this? You know, you know, you know, Cuba uh, Gooding Jr. I don't know. I'm gonna date myself. You complete me. And I'm looking at my wife I'm like you frustrate me. Come on, somebody. I, I'm looking for somebody that's gonna complete me, not nag me. And we start allowing someone else's fantasy to be our reality. And then we start judging success of where we are and how we're doing based off of what everyone else is doing and we lose our identity. You know what? I've discovered this. You can write this down. You can… It'll be on the screen. It's this. Identity is only discovered and maintained through intimacy. That's what I love about this church. Y'all putting out some worship. Come on, somebody. We got black versions of y'all songs back home. It's amazing. We just clapped on the two and the four rather than the one and the three. Come on, somebody like, (laughs) what? Intimacy? You mean to tell me I find out who I am? No, in the quiet. I find out who I am in connecting with God and disconnecting with people. I find out who I am by doing my devotions as something that, that is just not on a checklist. I'm just not sharing it with friends on, on, on your version, but because I find out who I am in his presence, I find my joy and my strength in his presence. I find my identity in his presence. If I recognize that it was the breath of God that gave me life, then I must resolve that it's only the breath of God that sustains my life. I've got to recognize that if it's the breath of God that gave me life, that it's only the breath of God that can sustain my life. I want to give you a few thoughts from this passage of scripture of how you can find rest for your souls at this kingdom yard sale. Come on, somebody called Red Rocks Church. Number one, Jeremiah said, "Stop." Jeremiah six sixteen. It says, "This was it. stop at the crossroads." Not start, stop. Not yield. Come on, where are y'all red light? Here? You know, just, you see a red light? Oh, y'all light, you speed up. That's me. You see an opportunity. Think you're going to miss it. As if God didn't create it. Stop. Jeremiah says, stop. to fight this battle, you want me to Stop. To win this war, you want me to stop? You want me to cease? Yeah, stop. Oftentimes, I feel that God gives us warning signs called stress and a little anxiety, a little panic, a little... Man, Sean has been able to help me so much because this last season of my life coming out of COVID, I started having panic attacks and breathing hard and couldn't sleep and... You know, one one night at 1 a.m., I just called him to see if he was up, and he was up, and I said, man, I need you to pray for me. I can't sleep. What's the remedy? Jimmy, you need to stop. Stop tripping. Stop doubting. Stop striving. Stop sweating the small things. Stop worrying. Stop medicating. I'm not talking about the medicating that makes us better. I'm talking about the medicating that we think is making us better. Stop. Get close to God. I believe that those warning signs are God's suggestion to stop. Come on. You see a yellow light? It's a suggestion. How many of y'all think? Come on, come on. Where are y'all at? Oh, come on. If you're online, just type something in the chat. That's a suggestion. But a red light is a command. God stop is a command. It is not a suggestion, it is a command. You know what I've come to find out? That when I'm at my lowest, I need vision, right? I need God to speak something. I need God to uh, I need God to show me something. I need to see something. But I've discovered in this last season of my life that increased vision is a byproduct of decreased velocity. Increased vision is a byproduct of decreased velocity. And I know some of y'all thinking, uh, Pastor Jimmy, he ain't preaching like he normally preaches. Man, he, he's normally screaming at us. Come on, somebody. Like, no, 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 no. Because I've just found peace in the margin. Man, when I was a little kid, I used to, I was horrible in school. But on the side of my My college rule paper, there was this little area called margin, and I'd write in the margin. Can I just let you know a secret? God speaks in the margin. He's not stopped speaking. We just thought it was a suggestion. We've got to stop. Number two. Jeremiah six sixteen. Stop at the crossroads. Look at the second thing it says. Look around. Look around. You want to find rest for your soul? You gotta look around. Pastor, what are you, what are you talking about? Well, stop. Has an acronym. S T O P. S T I can't spell, but I think it's be still before God. Still yourself before God. T. Take inventory. You know what I've been doing? This is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, like I'm counseling myself when I'm by myself, but then I realize it's the Holy Spirit. But there's something powerful in taking inventory of how you feel in moments. Man, I, I'm feeling a little pressure right here. My counselor even told me to, like, identify the space. The, 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 is it in your chest? Is it in your stomach? I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. Oh, that's gas. Come on, somebody. Like, <laughs> be still. When I'm still, I can... What's coming up for me when other people are asked and I'm not? What's coming up for me when when someone has more than what I have? I'm taking inventory, man. Uh, What I'm learning in this season of my life, that as I'm taking inventory, I begin to file things. And I have two buckets when I'm filing things. I have the let go bucket or the ego bucket. And what I'm what I'm what I'm learning in this let go or ego is that most of the feelings that I'm feeling the pressure is because I've got pride, and that pride goes in the ego bucket. But when I'm still, God, the Holy Spirit, it allows me to take things in the ego bucket and transition it over to the let go bucket. How many of you Red Rocks want to today transition things from the ego bucket over to the let go bucket? Be still, take an inventory. Now, oh, I can observe God's goodness. Come on, somebody. I can look around me and say, look what I have. I'm not looking at what other people have. I'm looking at how God blessed me. Look at my amazing family. Look at what God has done. I might not be where I want to be, but thank God. When I stop, I realize at least I'm not what I used to be. STOP, now I can proceed in his presence. I can proceed in his presence, not in panic. I can proceed in his presence, not in pressure. I can proceed in his presence, not in pain. Stop. Look around. One of the things I realized in the last few months of what God's doing in my life and as as I've been looking around, I realized I've already had what I've been looking for. I was hanging a picture in our house and I don't have a lot of tools. As a matter of fact, I'm not a tool guy. I just use a butter knife. Come on, somebody, like like everything for where are my butter knife people at? Just as long as you got a butter knife, you can work it with a butter knife. Come on, you can cut with a butter knife. You can, you can put a screw in with a butter knife. Come on, you can smack the dog with a butter knife. As long as you got a butter knife, you can do some stuff. And so I wanna hang these pictures, so I start, I go to the hardware store. And I was like, I need some wall anchors. So I go out and I get these wall anchors and I get back, and as I'm looking for my butter knife, I realize I already had wall anchors. Matter of fact, I had a lot of wall anchors. Have you ever started a project and realized you've actually started a project before? Come on, somebody. I've bought this before. Can you imagine us praying to God and we're like, God, I need some peace? And He says, I've already given you that. You just lost it. Because you didn't look at the big picture that I had already hung. I'd already given you. I've already laid out before you. What if right now that you just, at this yard sale, you just looked in your own yard and said, what do I already have that was already paid for? Peace is a gift. You don't have to earn peace. You don't have to work for peace. You just have to acknowledge that He's the one who can give it to you. Stop. He says, "Look around." I love this in John fourteen twenty seven. It says, "I am leaving you with a gift: peace of mind and heart." And the peace. I give is a gift that the world cannot. You can't go to, 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 uh, uh, to Wall Street and get this piece. You can't go to the gym and get this piece. You can't go to Match.com or slide into somebody's DM and get this piece. You get this piece from stopping and acknowledging, who's the one that gave me life? Because it's actually not my responsibility to maintain what he already gave me. It's his. So don't let your heart be troubled. I have to stop. I have to look around. Jeremiah says, here's the remedy. Here's how you find soul rest. He says, stop. Look around. The next thing he says is ask. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. I don't believe that... God has stopped blessing us. I believe that we've stopped asking. Last week I was in Wyoming. Yeah, once again, (laughs) you don't believe me? I was doing white people stuff. I was fly fishing. I still don't get it why you catch things and throw them back. (laughs) They call that a hobby. I call it a meal. And I took a week With no, not just not on Instagram. I took a week and had no cell service. No computer. And I realized I've only been asking for God for stuff. God bless my church. God, help my daughters not to marry the wrong people or get with the wrong people because then, God, I have to slide back into who I used to be and I'm going to lose everything. God, I'll hurt somebody. God, help me to stop, to to, to keep laying hands and not throwing them. God, help me. I realized that I had only asked God to do stuff for me, but because I didn't stop, it wasn't about doing. I'd stopped asking about being. I was praying some prayers I haven't prayed for, if I'm honest and I feel bad about saying this even as a pastor. I said, God, give me the capacity to love like Jesus loved. Give me the capacity to love my son when he makes wrong decisions. I begin to pray for myself because I've started asking things. You know what I think we've become accustomed to? We've become accustomed to seeking his hands and not his face. We want a present from God rather than his presence. You know what, fellas, I prayed a crazy prayer. I said, God, give me the eyes that only desire the body of my wife. When I'm saying, God, help me not to lust. God, help me not to look at something wrong on my phone. Oh, he, he got real today. Yeah, I did. I said, God, help me to have covenant with what you've already given me. Ask. My son, my son Jaden's with us, and man, he knows how to ask for things. God. Dad, can I do this? Dad, can I go there? Dad, can I have that? Dad, can, you, can I stay out late? Dad, can I? And I. Yeah. yeah and sometimes, I, like, honestly, like, I, he doesn't realize he doesn't have to ask. He's 18, but he still asks, so I still make him think he has to ask. <laughs> but, man, there's nothing better when I get that call from my son. He says, Dad, what are you doing today? He doesn't know on the other side of the phone. I'm like, does he want to spend time with me? Man. He doesn't know that if he just spends time with me, he doesn't even have to ask. Can you imagine God in heaven? I wonder when their worship won't be based off of lyrics but lifestyle. And they'll want to spend time with me. Son, there's nothing like when you just ask to hang with dad. That'll give you the world. But you have to stop asking for stuff from me and start asking to be with me. I believe that's what God's saying today. Jeremiah says, Here's the remedy. You want soul satisfaction? You want to beat this enemy called busy? Stop. Look around. Ask. And there's my amazing worship team. I call Red Rocks my, my team. You know, they're so good. They're my team. Come on, somebody. Can I get my worship team back up? Can I get a keyboard player back up here? My team. That's my chord. Come on, somebody. That's my hit. <laughs> that's my bestseller. That's my record. <laughs> Stop. Look around. Ask. And this is the hardest one for me. Walk. I like to run, man. I like to get there. I like to be first. I like to win. God says walk. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly ways. Walk in it, not run in it, not strive for it. And then it says travel that path of walking and you will find rest for your souls. I love to play golf. I know I'm blowing your mind right now. (laughs) I've gotten my handicap down to eight. It's amazing. And God would just begin to talk to me on the golf course. And, And I remember when I first started playing golf, come on, it was a par four, about 475. Man, I grabbed that thing and I swing as hard as I could. Come on, somebody. And I would miss it or hit the ground or embarrass myself or say, Mulligan. But I got with a trainer, got with a golf coach. And he said, no, 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 loosen your grip. What? what? do you mean on that? I'm trying to get it down there. Everybody else is hitting it so hard. He says, no, 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 loosen the grip. The further you want it to go, the looser you have to hold it. Is that like life? The further you want to go? The looser. You have to hold it acknowledging that it's not your responsibility for how far it goes. And then he says this. Now I want you to slow down. What? It, it looks like everyone's swinging so hard. He says, no, 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 no. I just want you to practice slowing down. I just want you to walk. Then I grabbed a club. Remember the first time. He says, what I want you to do is I want you to, I want you to take the club back about 50%. I was like, it's not going to, and I remember the first time, I hit the go because of a loose grip and a slow life. You want to go far in life? Loosen your grip. Walk. When you read the Gospels, you never see Jesus in a hurry. I never see him rushing to heal people. Matter of fact, he would say, y'all wait three days. I'll be there when I get to you. Can you imagine? Uh, uh, there's this temple worker named Jairus, and he comes, and his daughter's about to die. Come on, somebody. And, and he's like, you got to come to my house. You got to come to my house. And he's like, hey, homie, I'll be there in a little bit. I'm going to deal with this woman with this issue of blood first. Why? Because she walked to him. And he got to it, and he healed the 12-year-old daughter. Jesus was never in a hurry And here's what I wonder, Sean. Here's what I wonder, Jill. If Jesus can go to sleep on it, why can't I? If he can be in a boat trying to get to the other side, the disciples start tripping. Come on, somebody. We're going to die. They don't realize that when Jesus got in the boat, didn't matter what storm came. They had an anchor with him. Can I just encourage you that Jesus is your anchor, and today, if you invite him back in the boat, it doesn't matter what storm life may bring. It doesn't matter how hard things get, COVID craziness. It can't stop the calmness of the presence of God. He is my anchor. I was in counseling last October. Many of you have not known this, but we merged with another church in our city, and I'm no longer the senior pastor, and it is the best thing since sliced bread. But I couldn't have done it unless I disconnected, because I was seeing all the other pastors on Instagram, and their preaching clips, and all these other things. But when I stopped, when I stopped putting stickers on my mongoose, when I stopped just trying to make noise, sounding like I was doing something. God told me, "It's I got a new season for you. And now I get to be with my friends and making sure they're good. Now I get to be here more with my Red Rocks family. Now, now I get to spend more time with my son and my daughters and my wife and my dogs. Come on, somebody. And I was in counseling and the Lord gave my counselor this scripture in Psalms 43.5. It says why my soul are you downcast? Why are you disturbed within me? Put your hope in God for yet I will praise him, my Lord and Savior. And my counselor said, Jimmy I want you to read that scripture and I read it. Now he said, read it slow. I said, what do you mean read it slow? I can barely read fast. And he said, no, no, slow down. God speaks in the margins and I just want to Can I replicate that, what happened to me? Why? I just read the first word, why? Why? Why am I tripping? Why am I striving? Why am I moving too fast? Why am I panicking? And I love the second word It says, my soul. My soul. My, My soul is at stake, my soul is empty. Why? soul, my soul needs refilling. My soul needs a word from God. The next word he says, so? I never read so slow. So, why am I so hurt? Why am I so jacked up from someone betraying me? Why am I so worried? Why am I staying up so late? why so my soul so and I love this next word downcast really downcast after how much I've blessed you downcast look at the wife you have look at the children have look at what I've done downcast really why so downcast downcast the next word is put your hope in God I read that kind of fast because I I realized at that moment all I could do is put my hope in God. Come on, Red Rocks Church. I don't care what campus you're at. I don't care if you're online and you're in the room. Can you stand with me? I believe right now that we're going to a yard sale and we're getting back a little bit of peace. We're going to stop at the crossroads and look. We're going to ask for the old godly ways and walk in them and you will find rest for your soul. Can I pray for you? Can everyone just do me a favor, like take these hands and kind of just raise them like this? And it's not weird. I'm not holding a gun up to you. But these are your spiritual antennas for God to know the condition of your soul. And just like a cell tower, I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to connect with you right now. That means Jesus. He's going to connect with you. Who he is is going to connect with you. His peace is going to... And guess what? It's free. It's not 25 cents. It's not a dollar. Come on, somebody. It's free at this yard sale. Father, right now, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice. I pray for Red Rocks Church. I pray for the leaders. I pray for all those volunteers. I pray for everyone listening right now. And I pray, God, right now, that in this moment, that we still ourselves, that we take inventory, that we observe your presence. And we proceed in peace, heal us, deliver us, set us free. And maybe you're like, pastor, that was great, but I, 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 need, another, I need another step. But it's just simply as inviting Jesus into your boat as the anchor. And he gets up and says, peace, be still to any storm in your life, to any anxiety in your life, to any frustration. Can I pray for you right now? And you don't have to repeat after me, but just pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. Today, I give all of my cares and all my worries and all of my frustrations over to you. In Jesus' name, you are my Lord, you are my Savior, and you are my King. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Come on, Red Rocks, let's put our hands together as the worship team comes back.
0: Soul satisfaction.